1: Well, good afternoon. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and always appreciate you and <clears throat> just your presence, your voice, just being willing to take a look at things in your life and be the best version that you can be. And and so I'm always very grateful and always very humbled by just the input and the support. So thank you again. And I'm I'm really praying that you have a very merry Christmas and holidays are tough anyways and uh, you know we know that they get a little stressful so I want you to keep focusing on what the holiday is about and that's about the fact that at the end of the day you get to be with God for the rest of eternity and that's the greatest gift we could ever have is that we get to live for eternity with peace enjoy, tranquility, fulfillment, fun, all kinds of things with no no hurts, no stressors. So we have a lot to look forward to and sometimes we have to not get too focused in the day that we're in. So I tell you this because this morning when I got up, I realized that I had not put together a show for today. And you know, I was really I I was just tired. I was had a big week had a big month actually oh maybe I should say I had a big year you know it's just been tough it's been really tough and I just thought you know I got nothing I got nothing and so I thought you know maybe I could I don't know re-air a show which I really don't like doing I love seeing Jeremy my producer he's such a blessing to me and so <laughs> I thought but I got nothing so I decided i um, you know, I'm going to go with that. I got nothing. So do you ever feel like saying, you know, I got nothing? I mean, what do we do? Where do we go? When we're overwhelmed with this reality that we, we got nothing. And remember, real is not always true. Real is a feeling state reality. So it can feel very real. It doesn't make it true. So maybe I'm spent. Maybe I'm exhausted Maybe I had a failure of some kind. Maybe I just feel I just got nothing. Well, I've been there, and I actually was there this morning. So I know I'll probably be there again at different points in life to varying degrees. So I thought I would just give you just some inspiration for when you feel like you got nothing. And I found these quotes that I really like. Now, there was a lot of them, so I'm not going to read them all to you. But I'm going to also give you some practical solutions. So I like, I like these quotes. This one was from Mark Twain, and I really like it. And he says, the best way to cheer yourself up is to cheer someone else up. How about this from Babe Ruth? It's hard to beat a person who never gives up. I love that. I mean, that's amazing. How about this? This is from an unknown person. So we don't know who really coined this phrase, but this one's really, this helped me. It says, remember, do you remember the guy that gave up? Neither does anyone else. (laughs) So I love that. Remember that guy that gave up? Well, nobody else remembers him either. So that was really important to just say, this is about not giving up. And so, when you come to the edge of all that you know, you must believe one of two things. There will be ground to stand on, or you will grow wings to fly. And that was said by O.R. Melling. How about this? It's better to be in the arena getting stomped by the bull than to be up in the stands or out in the parking lot. That's by Stephen Pressfield. So how about this one? This is Mike Dickas. <laughs> he says, "Success isn't permanent, permanent. Success isn't permanent, and failure isn't fatal." It's the courage to continue that counts." So how about this? This is by Mary Ann Radmacher. She says, "Courage doesn't always roar. Sometimes courage is the little voice at the end of the day. That says, I'll try again tomorrow. I really, that one really spoke to me. I liked that. That's why God keeps giving us a new day. And the day that, that lived for us yesterday is no longer. So if you think about this, I, you know, God really gave me this interesting thought when I was walking the other night that as we travel through time, The past, we know, we've heard, is dead. And I thought, but it really is. So let's think about one minute at a time. This minute that you are listening to me showed up for you. That one little minute showed up for you. Did you show up for that minute? Because once that minute is over, it's dead. It never gets to be here again. So every day that we live has a life of 24 hours. So we want to honor that day, that night, that 24-hour segment. We want to say, you showed up. I need to show up, even if I feel like I've got nothing. I need to show up because the day showed up for me and the night came for me to rest. So this is important that we recognize That these are things that we can do. We can break life down into smaller increments. And many times I tell my clients, break it down into the smallest possible increment that you are able to do. And sometimes that means all I can do is crawl out of bed and lay on the floor. But at least I'm out of bed. Maybe, you know, I can't do the diet I'm supposed to be doing. But I can take one bite of something healthy for me. I can start moving in that direction, and we get momentum. That's what's so exciting about it. So how about this one? This is, from H, uh, this is from Jackson Brown, Jr. And he says, watch the sunrise at least once a year, but put a lot of marshmallows in your chocolate. Lie on your back and look at the stars. Never buy a coffee table you can't put your feet on. Never pass up a chance to jump on a trampoline. Don't overlook life's small joys while searching for the big ones. See, that's what happens in the moment. When I said to God this morning, I got nothing. I got nothing. What was so fascinating to me is he said, but that's something. (laughs) And I thought, wow, that was fascinating. I said to God, I got nothing. And he goes, well, nothing is something. So give you nothing, and it was revolutionizing for me. I hope it is for you. So how about this? This is um, this is by Neil Cavuto, and he says there's nothing wrong or evil about having a bad day. There's everything wrong with making others have it with you. So I like that. It's kind of like if I'm having a bad day, it's important for me not to spread it around. It's like a disease, right? It's contagious. So I need to confine it. I need to contain it. And this one's from someone unknown. Someday everything will make perfect sense. So for now, laugh at the confusion, smile through the tears, and keep reminding yourself that everything happens for a reason. And those of us that are believers, we know that God knows what he's doing. We may not always feel like we know what he's doing. So let's think about this one. This is by Tug McGraw. And he says, some days you tame the tiger, and some days the tiger has you for lunch. (laughs) I love that. But that doesn't mean we don't do the next day. It doesn't mean we don't get up and say, okay, God, you know, if I've got nothing, that's what I'll give you. I'll give you my nothing. And out of that, you can make something. So this one's from Dale Carnegie. Very famous, inspirational, motivational speaker we all know. He says, most of the important things in the world have been accomplished by people who have kept on trying when there seemed to be no hope at all. And we have so many. I could do a whole show on the people that never gave up and how we have benefited from them never giving up. So how about this? There is neither happiness nor unhappiness in this world. There is merely the comparison of one state to the other. So only a man who has felt utter despair is capable of feeling ultimate bliss. And that's by Alexandre Dumas. Now, one of my favorite dudes of all time is Thomas Edison. And this is what he says. He says, many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. Isn't that interesting? He knew that very well. So how about this? This is from another unknown person. And this is a really good way to look at this. As we talked about the day begins, goes into the night, it ends, and it's dead. It's not coming back. It's yesterday. So it only has a life of 24 hours. So this is what he says. It's just a bad day, not a bad life. That, that's so powerful. Sometimes I have to say to myself, this is just a bad moment. This doesn't constitute my entire life. And I need to be careful to not let one day or one moment define my entire life. Because what I think, what I believe, usually is what I end up doing. So I have to be careful what I believe on what I believe in because I will ultimately start walking that out so if this is another unknown he says life is short smile when you still have teeth <laughs> that made me laugh this is Cynthia Hyatt with conversations with Cynthia thank you for joining me today make sure you hang in there join me in the next segment as we talk more about that feeling when you have nothing when you just say I got nothing Good afternoon. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm your host, Cynthia Hyatt. Make sure you check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. And we have lots of social media for you, Instagram, Facebook, you know, all these different areas that you can find some inspirational and motivational things. So I, I do so appreciate you taking the time to listen. And if you are driving and you can't listen to the show in its entirety, you can go to any of the, web ca- the, the podcast servers, and I think we're on pretty much all of them. So you can listen to the show at any point that you'd like if you don't want to just listen to the radio on Sunday. So we've been talking about that feeling when we want to say to the world, I got nothing. And I was inspired this morning by that statement because, frankly, that's kind of how I felt. I said to the Lord, I, you know, I got nothing. And God said to me, well, that's something. So God can work with anything, okay? We just have to give him our nothing. If that's all we think we've got, give that to him. And it's amazing what he can do. So I was reading you all these quotes from people that have talked about the same thing and what they have discovered and how they have kind of broken it down into a concept that motivated them. And so I like this one. This is Samuel, jo- Samuel Johnson. And he says, Things don't go wrong and break your heart so you can become bitter and give up. They happen to break you down and build you up so you can be all that you were intended to be. I like that. It's a good focus to have. How about this one from Babe Ruth? He says, Every strike brings me closer to the next home run. Now, you have to remember... All these authors, all these writers that I am quoting didn't come up with these quotes because everything was working. They came up with these quotes because it helped them walk out of that feeling of defeat, of nothingness. So how about this one? I like it. It's uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, and he says, What lies behind you and what lies in front of you pales in comparison to what lies inside of you i mean if that's not poignant what lies behind you and what lies in front of you pales in comparison to what lies inside of you that's that's phenomenal that's christ that lives within us right the hope of glory he's the overcomer how about this one this is lance armstrong Pain is temporary. Quitting lasts forever. That's huge. Okay, let's look at this one. And then then I'm going to go on to some other things that I want to talk to you about today. And this is from an unknown again. He says, every day may not be good. But there's something good in every day. And I like this last one. This is Tom... And he says, if you are feeling low or trampled, unappreciated or forgotten, and you're reading this, realize it's an illusion. The hope is real. You are valued and what lies ahead is brilliance. And then we have, of course, the greatest verse when it comes to encouragement is Philippians 4 and this is 18 through 20. And this is from the New Life Version, and it says, I have everything I need and more than enough. I am taken care of because Epaphroditus brought your gift. It is a sweet gift, and it's a gift that costs you something. It is the kind of gift God is so pleased with. And then it says, And my God will give you everything you need because of his riches, <coughs> excuse me, in Christ Jesus. Now may our Father. And God be honored forever. Let it be so. So what this writer is saying is he's saying, I have everything I need because you you reached out to me and gave me some of what you had. And so God is pleased with that. And my God now will give you everything you need because of Christ Jesus. And how about this? This is in the New International Version and it says, And may God... And my God will meet all your needs according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Now, you know these sound great to hear, but when you feel like you got nothing, they might sound a little flat, like they might feel like they just fall on deaf ears so I, I did some more research, and I, looking up about this this particular topic and I found this site that pulled together a lot of Bible verses on endurance and perseverance. And it's, it was very helpful because I liked what, what this, this author was saying. And he says, fear has a way of twisting logic. And we have a lot of fear right now, we, we, which wants to steal always our hope, wants to steal our contentment. And it's the voice that tells you that you can't do it, that you're not good enough. You're not strong enough. Basically, you're just not enough. And that's the feeling this morning I had. I was like, I, I, I got nothing. I got nothing. I feel very uninspired. I feel kind of flat. I feel tired. You know, I just feel weary in, in all of this. And so that fear, that voice says that you failed too many times. So you better give up before you fail again. And so fear is a liar, and the Bible has a lot to say on this topic, and it calls fear out for what it is. It's a liar. So let's look at some of these scriptures that talk about this, about the never giving up, the the endurance issue that we have to really kind of take a hold of, because we never dreamed that things would be going on this long and would be this complicated. And this negative, right, so we have galatians six nine and it says, "Let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we don't give up so here 's the courage that I want you to to think about when we when and if you can, you can also go to the website there 's a show that we did on weary versus tired, and the difference between what weary is versus just being tired out so This is a don't become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. So what this talks to me about is, hey, if I'm running a marathon, I better be careful. If I'm starting to feel tired, I don't want it to turn into weariness. Maybe I need to kind of do this in doses. And I need to not give every single minute of my life my 100%. Some of them I just need to show up for. I need to pace myself in the marathon of life. So how about this? This is Hebrews 12, verse 1. It says, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. So what you say to yourself is, any, any athlete we know, they are told, do not look to the right or left to see where you're at in comparison to the other runners, the other swimmers, whoever it is, because the turning to the right or the left takes even more energy up. So you need to run your own race. You need to do your own life. Compare yourself only to yourself. When I learned that from God, to only compare myself to myself so that I know whether or not I'm becoming who God has intended for me to be. Join me in the next segment. Thank you so much. This is Conversations with Cynthia. Welcome back. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. This is our third segment, so it's a short one, and we have one more that we will end today with. And we are talking about this idea of weariness, sometimes tired, but more than, more than anything, that feeling that you get when you just say to others, you know, I, I got nothing. I got nothing for you. And we want to say to God, I got nothing. 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 And that is what inspired this, this whole entire show this morning, is that I, wanted, I said to God, I got nothing. I got nothing. And so he really helped me with that. He said, well, that's something. And that gave me the inspiration to say, you know, what do I do when I have that feeling of I got nothing? Well, first of all, I'm not going to condemn myself for that. Jesus had that feeling several times during his life here on earth. I know that God has had that feeling throughout eternity, um, the course of eternity. So fear is one of these things that, that kind of creeps in when we get weak. See, when we feel weak, when we feel spent, overwhelmed, overdone, you know, all all of that, just kind of down and depressed and no energy, right? This is fear's greatest party, Okay. See, when we're strong, we are much more, more able to stave off fear. But when we start to feel overwhelmed, overdone, outdone, tired, weary, insecure, fear wants to show up. And so this is where God is saying to us, this last verse we read about in Galatians 6, 9, he says, let's not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. This is a verse about pacing. Pace yourself. And this next verse I love. This is Hebrews 12.1. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles us. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. So let's break that down a little bit. He says, we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Well, who, who are the witnesses? Maybe in, in, the, in the temporal world, maybe it's our friends and family, right? I don't know. We do know it's God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit that is witnessing and standing, standing and watching and cheering us on. But it's also implying that there's a lot of overcomers in heaven that are looking down and cheering us on that are saying, hey, don't give up. And more than that, whatever is going to hinder you being who you are supposed to be in this moment, throw it off. Don't carry it. So that could be a judgment someone placed on you. That could be a sin that you are are, are struggling with or that you have done and you can't get over yourself. There's there's this great cloud of witnesses and God and Jesus. They're saying, hey, throw it off. It's hindering you it's already done and so this is one of those things where you say what what's the biggest thing standing in my way and lots of times i have to be honest with you it's it's really me i'm i'm the one sometimes that stands the most in my way i can be kind of critical of myself i can have high expectations i can i can rehash yesterday and think oh i should have said this i wish i would have done that why did i do that whatever it is right and so I have to remind myself that those are hindrances. They're already dead. They're already over. And I need to throw them off because they hinder me in showing up for the day that God has given me. So we we sometimes can get fixed on the end result and the goal. And the more hindrances that we carry with us, the farther away that goal looks and the more exhausted we become. So we need to throw it off. Get rid of it. Recognize that God goes before you. He will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. That's Deuteronomy 31, eight. It's one of my favorite memory verses. That regardless of where I take the Lord, as he's going with me through my day, he won't leave me. Regardless of what I do, he won't leave me. What I think, what I say, what I attempt, he won't leave me. And this is important for you to recognize. You have a friend. A friend that sticks closer than a brother. Sticks closer than a sister. That has laid his life down for you. And has energy that uh, cannot be expended completely. He has energy that is enduring, that continues, that you can borrow from. I tell clients many times, you know, maybe you don't feel it, but I feel it for you. So borrow from me. I have great thoughts towards you. I have great hopes for you. And I know God has created you for a reason. So we have one more segment. Don't stop. And I'll talk to you in the next segment. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. I hear the whispers
0: in my
1: Welcome back. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if you're just tuning in, You can always go to my website at CynthiaHyatt.com, and the show will be posted. And you can listen to it on your computer, or you can go to any of your favorite podcast services. We're on the majority of those as well. And so thank you for being with me today. And we are talking about, you know, just that feeling that we get sometimes, and maybe more often than not, right? When we just want to say to people, I got nothing. I got nothing for you. You know? I got nothing. And this show was inspired by that statement because I woke up this morning and I was, you know, trying to get my day going and figuring out, you know, how am I going to do today? And, and I just said to God, you know, I got nothing. I got nothing. And, and I need to go to the station and I, I need to, you know, have a show ready and I got nothing. And so it was so fascinating because it, it, I heard right in my mind God says to me, well, that's something. If you got nothing, you got something. And he worked with the nothing and gave me something. And so it was a great experience this morning to recognize. When I as I go through my life, I need to remember this that when I feel like I've got nothing, I'm going to give God my nothing because he can turn it in to something. And I need to learn something in the nothing. And so, you know, we read all these inspiring quotes that I hope helped you and some Bible verses we looked at. And so I want to do this, this last segment, and I want to talk a little bit more about this whole idea of what it feels like to have nothing. And so I like this author. His name is Lark Morgan. And he, he goes on to say this, this whole entire thing about when you look around, when you look around you in every direction— and it seems like many people are doing these grand, extraordinary things that are going to change your world and, and showing that they're these super brilliant, gifted, and and they're also charitable in the process, right? And you know it's for the benefit of the world, but still, maybe you can't help but but feel like this overwhelming sense of inadequacy, right? Because you haven't done anything noteworthy like that. And so you start to believe that if you can't make a pressworthy or monumental difference in someone else's life with whatever talent you have, then you're a terrible human being because you're selfish, untalented, and not good enough. Or, you know, you're just one of the what, whatever-has-beens. So you somehow think that it's not even worth attempting to do maybe what you feel most compelled to do because others maybe have done it better. Maybe they've been more successful at it. Maybe you feel forgettable and lost. And you don't, you know, think you're important enough to be deserving of existence. I, 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 you know, I can tell you I have felt that way before where I felt like, you know, I'm just taking up space. You know, why am, I, why am I even here? What is the point of all of this? And this is important to think about. That you might be spending your days feeling down on yourself. You might even become envious of others. You might compare and contrast yourself with others and measure yourself next to other people and and you have to you have to understand that whether it's through their art their volunteering their pro- political activism marketing whatever research anything else that maybe they're incredibly skilled at that you're comparing yourself to something that is an inappropriate comparison it's kind of like going back to our days of sesame street you know which two things are not like the other and we like to compare ourselves to someone that is completely unique as well as ourselves. So there's really difficult, lots of difficulty in comparing two things that are not the same. Now, there may be some similarities. And the beauty in the similarities is I can garner some wisdom from maybe how they've accomplished some things that I might have a talent in doing. But I can never compete with someone that I'm so very different from. So even having a similar talent The person that has the talent is going to express it in their own unique way. You can't really compete with that. It becomes more of a preference. You know, why do you prefer this athlete over this athlete? They're both phenomenal athletes. Why do you prefer this singer, this, you know, performer, that movie star? Why do you prefer them over someone else? Is it because who you're preferring is better than the other? It's a preference. And so I want you to think more as you go through your day. Instead of judging and ranking and ordering things and comparing and contrasting yourself to people, I want you to say, you know, this is about a preference. And if I'm trying to be something that I'm not, then I'm probably going to get less preference. If I'm giving the world who I am, the best version of me, that's what's going to impact the world in a way that nobody else can. So I say to clients many times, you know, even my mistakes are unique to me, <laughs> right? And, and so this is important that we say to ourselves, what we have to offer was divine inspiration by God. And, and when I realize that, that if I look lateral instead of vertical, I'm going to always feel less than when I look lateral. And if I have a moment of feeling better then I can remind myself that that person's probably feeling less than. So how good is that? So remind yourselves, nobody can impact the world the way that I can. Nobody can have the successes that I can, and nobody can do the failures like me. There's some similarity possibly, but that's the thing that you want to remind yourself, that if I'm looking to the right or the left... And like we talked about this, that every athlete is told, never look to the right or left. You can lose one second off your speed if you look to the right. So God is saying to us, run your race. You are really only doing it for, for, for me. I'm the one that's going to give you the grade at the end of the day. I don't listen to anybody else's opinions about you. And so this is imperative, that anything that we are pursuing, that you feel deeply called to do, to bring joy into your own life, and, and, and in turn, it's going to help people along the way. It doesn't matter how few or how many souls you touch. You see, you're needed here because of you. You inspire people to look beyond their own pain and uncover something distinctly wonderful in themselves, if you are doing that with yourself. When I recognized that I usually see one person, maybe two at a time. But those people know a lot of people. And it what happens to them in my office affects many people. And if all the people they affect affect a lot more other people, it has a big ripple effect. But we probably are not going to know the ripple effect we have until we get to heaven. So unfortunately, I have a negative ripple effect as well. You know, I can pass on anger, judgment, disapproval, rejection. And what happens is if that person that I pass that on to because of my own feelings of rejection or disapproval, I pass that on to somebody else, unless they are a very high-functioning person, they're going to pass it on to the next person they see. And that person will pass it on until someone stops passing it around. So you have effect, you have impact, whether or not you're famous in this world or not. You're made for a reason. So let's look at this verse again. This is Galatians 6, 9, and it says, Do not become weary in well-doing, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. So this morning as I'm putting this together, you see, I always give myself the opportunity to say no. No. So I could have said, no, I'm not going to the radio station today. I don't have it in me. Does that make me a bad person? Does that make me someone that's a failure? Or does that just make me someone that's honest? And through that process, God gave me something. So let's continue with this idea, all right, That, that you really are here for a reason. And we have Colossians chapter 3, 23 through 24. It says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. So ask yourself, am I going lateral and attempting to serve others around me in a way to get self-acclaim? Do you feel good about me? Do you feel like I matter? So there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with getting feelings like this from other people. But if that's your main source, you're going to always be lacking. So we go to the source first. We go to God first. And then we see, hey, whatever I get from other human beings that, that may feel, you know, really supportive and positive and affirming and accepting, you have to see that as icing on the cake, Right? The people around you are not the cake. God is the cake. He, he's the substance. And that's the substance that gives us hope. And so if you lose sight of that, you'll always be disappointed. If you're only working to win other people's attention and admiration and approval, you're, you're going to be living hand to mouth. And you can end up emotionally starving to death. So working for the Lord's you know that for the Lord that adds a deeper purpose to every single task I do. And so putting my heart into that work it now makes it personal. It now has meaning because I'm doing it. So Romans 15 verse 4 it says for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide we may have hope. So we can look at others and their life to garner hope from, to say, hey, I can learn from their mistakes so I don't have to repeat them. So let's look again at this wonderful verse. This is Colossians 2, 2.10, and it's uh, the Living Bible. It says, so you have everything when you have Christ. You have everything you need when you have Christ. And you are filled with God through your union with Christ. He is the highest ruler with authority over every other power. So don't give power to things other than God. That's, that's the power that we want to be garnering, that we want to be really taken advantage of. And so let, let's end today with, this is Romans 8, 28 and 29, and it says, There is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the Spirit of life has set you free. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things through the flesh, and those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on things of the Spirit. So let this lift you up today. I want to want to really, really encourage you that when you got nothing, you've got something. So God can do a lot with nothing. <laughs> and that is a great reminder and wonderfully affirming and inspiring be the best version of you today. I pray God's blessings over you, and we'll talk to you next week.
0: We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website